0: Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Still chugging along. Yeah, we're going to make it. Which means chug- I mean, I, I, I chugged
1: some uh, three Monster Energy drinks between the... in the, We were doing two episodes the same night. Yeah. I had five Monster Energy drinks between the end of the last one and the start
0: of this one. Yeah, it was uh, really disturbing to see. I, yeah. told, I, I don't know what the record I is. I begged him not
1: to do it. I don't know what the record is, but I feel like seven Monster Energy drinks... In, in 15 minutes it's got to be up there it's got to be up there all right um that's stupid uh, <laughs> um let's move on uh before we get into the the main topic I wanted to uh I wanted to talk to you about something um what's that which is the the film um, old boy directed by Chandwick Park okay haven't seen it you have not seen have you seen sympathy for mr vengeance have you seen the lady vengeance have you seen thirst
0: no have you seen stoker no
1: (laughs) you had to think about that one the most recent one you took me a minute
0: it took me it's like stoker hang on is that no that's stalker well i haven't seen that either so why am i even thinking about it (laughs) um so you haven't seen any chanwick park films no um i hear he's only
1: okay well here's the thing i'm not gonna be that guy who's like what do you mean you haven't seen blah 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 Here's what going to say, Old Boy is a really good movie, and I think you would really
0: enjoy it. My friends and I were going to watch it for a movie night, but uh, and we turned on old Netflix, and it was the uh, the dubbed version, so we opted not to watch it.
1: That's bullshit. That we didn't watch it? No, that it's the dubbed version. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they're getting that from. Yeah. I don't know. That pisses me off.
0: Oddly enough, it was Josh Brolin doing the voice of uh, of the guy. <laughs> um, That's not true. That's a joke. But, uh, yeah, that really does so piss
1: me off well i i have the dvd if you ever want to borrow it um so uh yeah it's really good uh you also should see thirst you would like that one a lot too um but uh there's been for a long time talk of an american remake of old boy Mm -hmm. um i think at one point this was maybe eight years ago uh, at this point
0: um the film itself is ten years old, right? Yes, I
1: think so. Okay, um, but maybe like eight years ago, there was talk of Justin Lin actually directing uh, um, the Old Boy remake. At this point, he had just done, um, I guess, Better Luck Tomorrow and maybe Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, we we finally we knew uh, I don't know a year or so ago that it was it was set. Spike Lee was going to make it. And yeah. he has made it, and the first trailer is out. Now, I'm a guy who generally doesn't watch trailers. Yeah, I know. Which is,
0: this? is this, this, That's why this surprises me.
1: Here's the thing. As I've talked about before, I am a sucker for a Red Band trailer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, I want to see more blood or the, I want to hear Josh Brolin say fuck, which he does plenty in the trailer. Um, uh, I, I don't know if it's it's just like childish base instincts and if you want to watch a Red Band trailer. But also, I feel like a trailer for... A remake of a movie that I've seen and i am familiar with is fair game. I feel okay. like um, I don't know that could that could be a discussion right there. Yeah, uh, if you if you uh, agree with that, because as soon as I said it out loud just now, I was like, I'm not sure that that's entirely correct. Um, <laughs> but in any case, uh, I watched the trailer, um, and uh, I I guess I had. Um, I hadn't thought about where this was going to go because you haven't seen either the film or the trailer, right? So this is just me talking about my thoughts about it.
0: That's fine. Um, just because I don't have anything to say, or especially to you, uh, doesn't mean that people don't want to hear what you have to say.
1: Well, it looks like in many ways an overly faithful adaptation, which I think. Okay. I guess that's the quandary for me. Is like there are things about, um, there are certainly things about Chandler Park's old boy. Um, and this is the kind of movie you don't want to have spoiled for you. It has okay. twists, um, and so there are, there are things, um, about where Channel Parks Old Boy goes that uh, among fans of the film have been discussing since there's been talk of American remake. Will an American movie, especially made by a major director like Spike Lee, go to that place? Um, I'm not sure if it does or not. Okay. Um, the the tagline i guess for the new movie uh nothing is more twisted than than the truth seems like maybe they are going for for the the twist okay um but uh oh uh, to step back what i'm saying is people have said uh the main complaint is going to be are they going to change too much of it yeah but i uh, watching the trailer this morning i was thinking my complaint might be that it's too similar like uh, especially coming from an auteur like Spike Lee, it doesn't look like a Spike Lee film. It looks kind of like a Chinook Park film. Again, this is complete speculation because I don't. One thing I hate mm-hmm. is people um, looking at a trailer and then talking about the movies if they've seen it. Like, mm-hmm. well, it looks like they did this and this, and so this movie's going to suck. Like, no. trailers are cut together by editors other than the people who edited the movie. They're essentially their own separate thing, right. uh, made from the same ingredients. You know, you can make. Uh, you know, you give me, like, uh, three eggs and a bunch of vegetables and some milk,
0: and there's a bunch of different ways I could put that together, right? So that's what this is. It's, it's- There's a lot of different ways you can throw that in the trash and then get yourself some Wendy's. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. Uh, oh, so uh, I don't want to, you know, this,
1: this is all just for the purpose of a conversation, not for my, I'm not actually saying that I feel this way. But uh, it got me thinking about whether or not, a remake, and this could be a whole episode. Um, what's worse, um, changing a beloved uh, uh, source property, or being so close to it that there's no real reason for it to have been made?
0: Okay, that was my question: is what you know? What is your complaint? Is it that uh, that you know? For example, Infernal Affairs and The Departed. I've not seen Infernal Affairs, but you have, correct? Yes. And but I do know enough that the story is pretty much is pretty similar, very similar. Yeah. Um, but it they take place in different cultures, mm-hmm. and each film seems to take on the flavor of that culture as it should.
1: Yeah, and um, I, as much as I don't really like The Departed, it is a good case for what someone can bring. The it's it's a it's a it's a good example of not. Changing the source material, but also making it... He made it a Martin Scorsese film, very much.
0: Very much so, um, yes.
1: Even though it's like... It's it's the same story, but somehow it's almost an hour longer than uh, than the original. Um, I might be exaggerating, That's but... Interesting. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's a lot more talky, um, which is normal for Martin Scorsese. But um, I, I guess... And the, another way, you know, I, I never saw the Funny Games remake, but that no, do one doesn't that. bother me because it's the same director making the same film. And that is, yeah, from what so. I understand, it is essentially a shot-for-shot remake. They even, like, use the same location, I think. Hmm. Um, or at least it looks like it from the trailer. And, you know, we can tell everything from trailers. Um, but I am a little bit curious about what, what will Spike Lee bring to Old Boy that is... Spike Lee. What will make it a Spike Lee joint? What will what what Auteurist touches will will he bring uh, to this story?
0: Yeah, it's and as you and I were talking about before we started recording, um, I would say that Spike Lee is an Auteur. I don't know if he is, and there are movies of his that I absolutely adore. That I just that I love like nothing else. Like uh, do the right thing, Mm twenty fifth hour uh, specifically. I like uh, Malcolm X quite a bit. I like Summer of Sam. I did not care for Inside Man, Um, but I will say this: Inside Man did get me to realize, oh, he can do. He can tell a a a very mainstream story. Not to imply that those other movies are not necessarily mainstream, but compared to Inside Man, they're not. Um, And so it's just like, oh, okay. So I guess he can. I guess he could do uh, old boy, even though he's not the first director or even maybe the 50th that I would think of to direct yeah. this thing. Um,
1: but you know, um, and I, am starting to think, I'm sorry, did you have more to say? Sorry. Cause well, I was it just, out loud.
0: Uh, it's fine. It just the, uh, me. but yeah. And so it just got me thinking that like, if someone were to say, okay, what are the auteur, what are the auteurist touches for Spike Lee? Well, I, hey, I wouldn't be able a, to pinpoint.
1: That's anything. what I was going to say. Cause I was thinking about it. Um, and you know, in our last episode, we talked about Guillermo del Toro, and we talked about both his uh, stylistic touches, um, which I think you see. I think Spike Lee has stylistic touches. Absolutely, he does he like bold colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he likes to do that thing where the camera is on the same track as the person. He hasn't like, done that since the twenty fifth hour, but no. um, as far as I know, he, he yeah. uses it quite effectively. Uh, yeah. It's uh, but anyway, that's not the point. Um, but he also has thematic things, and I think. The phrase "do the right thing" is not only the name of Spike Lee's probably best movie, Twenty Fifth Hours, a contender. Um, it also is. It speaks to what his I think pet themes are. I think a lot of times in his films, if you look at it, you see people coming up against temptation yeah. or coming up against uh, a decision to do the right thing or the wrong thing. And in his movies, it it can go either way. I think he's very interested in the the that that human the humanity of making the wrong choice uh is something that's very interesting to him the thing about old boy is that it's um essentially i don't want to give uh anything away but it's about a character who made bad choices a long time ago and Mm -hmm. it's it's more of a redemption story um uh again people who have heard who've seen the movie might disagree with me but i think that is there in its premise um uh, it, it is, but it is about, about a man sort of paying for things that he did in his past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that... Um, on the one hand, I don't see that as a Spike Lee theme in a lot of his other films. But given what his other themes are, I am talking myself into right
0: now being more interested in seeing his interpretation. Because he's, this is essentially... Providing, of course, that he actually does do something with it. And that speaks to what your initial concern was, which was what if he brings what if he's just like, all right, uh, we got to do this movie, but with American actors and in English Uh (laughs) done, you know, uh, at which point he's not bringing anything to it. Mm -hmm. And, And then that goes back to, like, not only does that mean the film has no reason to exist, but also. It winds up being like, oh, it's, now it's kind of not necessarily a blight on uh, on uh, Spike Lee, but it makes you wonder w- what attracted him to it that that it attracted him so much that he didn't want to put any of his own fingerprints on it. I don't know. It's and of course I'm speaking purely abstractly based on what you're telling me. Yeah, because you haven't seen that. I haven't seen. I haven't seen either. Uh, yeah. so.
1: Anyway, that's just what was on my mind. You can email me or tweet me your uh, thoughts about that. Yeah. Uh, David at com or at the pretension. So, um, uh, once again, uh, I want you to snuggle up real close to your tweakedaudio.com slash pretension earbuds, which you can get at tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. Those are professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles styles and colors at a low, low price. But by going through tweakedaudio.com slash pretension, you get one third off that low, low price. Plus, you don't have to pay for any shipping at all. So, do that and listen to Tyler talk about our sponsor.
0: Hit is a crime thriller from Gentleman Baby Comics. Issue 1 was funded on Kickstarter and is now available. It is the story of a hitman named Connor Connolly who discovers a disturbing part of his past in what should be a routine job. Issue 1 is just the beginning. Hit is a six-issue story arc that follows Connor from the suburbs of Arkansas to Fenway Park as he tries to uncover the secrets that made him a killer. You can buy a physical copy of Hit... For just five dollars, or a digital copy for three dollars, visit www.gentlemanbabycomics.com. There you go. All one word: Gentleman Baby.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Gentleman Baby Comics. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess that's how you look if you look at it like that. This really this took uh, took a John Waters tone to it. Uh, anyway, go there. Uh, to get your copy and like Gentleman Baby Comics on Facebook for all of the info on HIT and their future projects. So, what are we talking about today? Oh, alright. So, uh, so people may be wondering, hey, wait a second. They just did that surprisingly short Guillermo del Toro profile. And yet surprisingly deep. Was it? <laughs> we really got into it.
1: Do you think so? Oh, we wrestled with Guillermo del Toro's demons. Absolutely. By demons, I mean Hellboy. Right, yeah. Beautifully rendered. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, but yeah, and so uh, so people are like, well, that came out on Friday. So what the hell is going on here? Th- now this episode on a Monday, that doesn't fit with the schedule at all. Yeah. This well, is bullshit, I assume people are saying. What is going on here? These fucking assholes. I have to assume it keeps going like that for right. a
1: while. But that's because it's going to be almost two weeks before you hear another episode from us. Uh, or another regular episode there will be updates yeah um soda updates mostly by me but hopefully at least one with both of us yeah um from drum drum roll oh, okay. um comic-con <laughs> san diego comic-con international 2013 <laughs> where we will be
0: listener if only you'd seen how adorable this thing <laughs> was so he started to do a drum roll realized he didn't want to hit the table yeah and so goes. that's a that's a drum roll um yeah um so
1: yeah, we'll be we'll both be at Com- Comic-Con, me for 5 days. You Now what what is your cuz I know you only have a pass for the one day.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to Why is up, that? Uh because of a bunch of horse shit. Uh because I went to uh, so when the time came for me to buy my badge because once again, I dragged my feet on. That was to be press, my question. Press, you didn't apply press for press credentials. Um, although the first year that I applied, they did not uh, They did not accept them. I think they're being a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I think I got selective. in under the wire. Because yeah.
1: I know. Um, I've. Uh, again, I'm not going to say what my day job is, but I have another number of people I work with or have worked with in the past um, who get professional badges. Mm-hmm. And the number of, like uh with professional badges you sometimes get guests getting another like the number of guests in the like eight years that i've been going seems to keep getting like smaller to where like after the first after the first so many professional badges they give out they don't give any guests anymore or something like that i'm not sure what the specifics are but um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it is much harder to get press credentials now than it was uh well, I guess uh, '09 was the first t- year that I went as press.
0: I'm gonna try and uh, I'm gonna try and get them for WonderCon next year, which sounds like it's really easy, and then see if I can roll them over. But anyway, um, but yeah, when I came when it came time for me to actually uh, buy my four day badge um, plus preview night. No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think I was going to be able to to do that. But, uh, but yeah, when that when the time came, 10 a.m. it rolls over from 9:59 9:59 to 10 a.m. And I click, here we go. And then it's just a white screen, which they say, don't be surprised if it's the white screen. It's going to take that for a minute, and then, it, and then it'll take you into the waiting room and all that. So I waited and waited and waited. And, uh, yeah, and then there was no refreshing because that puts you at the back of the line. And then come to find out that uh, everything had just frozen. And then overhearing a number – so it's just like, oh, okay, so I guess it just froze. So then I, I refreshed. Sold out. Everything sold out in, like, ten minutes. And so maybe even earlier than that. That's very frustrating. And then uh, listening to people at WonderCon just overhearing conversations. Apparently this happened to a lot of people.
1: It did. Actually, I wish I had known this at the time, but um, there was a thing where if you... um, Certain people who had complained the day of about the waiting room freezing up, Mm -hmm. um, who had emailed to comic-con when oh, okay. it came time for badge resales were like go oh, top priority given priority oh yeah and that's but i I, uh, I didn't know that until a couple days ago actually yeah
0: and i naturally uh oddly enough when something is so big that everyone trying to get it will freeze something up i naturally assume it's like well i'm not going to complain no one's going to care
1: that's the thing about comic con and we'll get into uh listeners prepare yourself because this is the time of year when i get all mushy and idealistic about what comic con is but um uh comic con international cci is a non-profit organization um which is not true of comic cons across the country uh, or of comic conventions across the country um i'm sure some of them are but not all of them are and so um they actually do care, <laughs> you know. They mm-hmm. they're aware that there were problems, and they yeah. don't in, enjoy it. And they they really do care because they're not just they're yeah, not I, just there thinking like, oh, well, we saw that we made all our money and laughing all the way to the bank. Because they're a nonprofit. They're yeah. They're, I
0: think th- I think they are troubled by the fact that they have to cap it uh, after at a certain number. I think they are happy that. They've and grown the, to their size, but I think they recognize that this means they have to limit things and they don't like to do that. So I don't think it's that. I don't think they don't I don't necessarily think that they don't care, just that there's so much to keep track of that my one email just would get
1: But I, I yeah, but I'm also talking about just the issues of the freezing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they they hopefully that won't happen uh next year and you know, I um I like Um, I like some of the things about their resales. I, I, um, I kind of wish and kind of don't wish they would go back to, um, where you, you could register for next year at, at Comic-Con, you know, that's the thing that used to happen. But then the lines got so crazy unmanageable that it was like throwing a wrench into everything. And like, you know, I know people who were, you know, missing essentially like most of a day of panels because they're just waiting in line to register for next year's Comic-Con and that sort of thing shouldn't happen. Uh, Hopefully they'll get that worked out. Um, Anyway, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's
0: not important. Well, anyway, so I'm going up Wednesday. I did get a badge for Thursday. You thankfully uh, turned me on to this uh, little resale thing they were doing for Thursday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, So I bought my badge for Thursday, so I'm going up Wednesday night. I'm going to be hanging out in the con- in the convention hall on Thursday, going to the meetup Thursday night, staying over uh, Thursday night, and then Friday uh, I'll be just sort of hanging out outside the convention hall just to see what there is. There's outside. so much. There's a lot.
1: If you go uh, outside, ComicCon dot com is a right. great resource um, that I check, and there it would be. In fact, I would almost uh, you know if it weren't for the fact that you actually do want to go. <laughs> no. Like one year would be nice if you or if we had someone who's only, who was covering Comic-Con for Battleship Retention without having a Comic-Con badge. Because you could do five days of coverage.
0: But David, I did that
1: last year. <laughs> yes,
0: you did. But we didn't.
1: you didn't do podcasts. Um, that's true. And did you go all five days last uh, year?
0: No, it was just uh, Thursday through Sunday.
1: Okay, so you were there on Sunday. Yeah, um, very briefly. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember we had dinner Saturday night, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, there wasn't. Uh, we, we should have like covered it like that. I wish I had thought of that. last Like a year. correspondent.
0: Yeah, David. This is Tyler Smith reporting from outside the fun. Uh, just but wanted it's not to, outside. Like, there's no. It isn't. There's, there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of fun. There's last year.
1: uh, there's maybe even more this year. Although apparently no Warner Brother Extra. No, which, which is, is a big a, deal last. Which year, is unfortunate. Last year was the first year they did it. Maybe it wasn't a success. It seemed to be. Um, I don't know. They had to keep all those comedians from uh, cussing. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to do a comic con preview. Yeah. So you are going to be attending panels all day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, or going to, to the floor. I know there are some, uh, Robin hood or not Robin hood. Wow. That was a weird, uh, slip of the tongue. Riddler, uh, exclusives. There's,
0: uh, I don't know if there are any exclusives, but they do sometimes get, uh, there's a Frank Gorshin action figure coming out, in right. au- scheduled to come out in August, but uh, Comic-Con does, uh, does often get certain things uh, early, and so I will be on the prowl for that. I feel like there's at least one Riddler exclusive that I found. I'll send it to you. If Please you do. find it. Um,
1: but, anyway, that's not the point. Uh, the point is that we're going to talk about some panels, specifically movie panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, you can hear me and Ryan Gallagher on a bonus episode of the Criterion Cast doing a comic-con preview uh and if you did that then welcome to hearing about some of the same stuff again now
0: what does tyler have to say about only thursday
1: Uh, yeah but no um let's talk about thursday which movie wise
0: is a thin day uh Um, yeah i mean i there's some stuff that interests me uh not all of it movie related
1: yeah and i want to stick mostly to movies but there is the i'm gonna uh, do
0: whatever the hell i want because i'm here for one day
1: okay yeah um so let's, st- let's just start with Hall H, because that's where most of the movie stuff is. Yeah. There's, a, there's a panel for your Roper Report, but you've already seen the movie, and we'll have yeah. a review up on the site uh, whenever that finally comes
0: out. I've, it's the end of this month, I think.
1: Okay. Um, so are you going to go to the panel?
0: Uh, no, actually. I don't think I would either. for a number of reasons. One is just, you You've know, already as I've already seen the movie and also just, and I haven't, I haven't written my review of it yet. Um, and I don't want to be, uh, sure, sure. Uh, biased because they talked about this, that, or the other thing.
1: Um, now the one, now I'm not going to be in, probably not going to be in, you know, I never say never, obviously, cause things, plans change. You have to think on the fly at Comic-Con a lot, but, uh, the, maybe the one thing I'm most bummed about not, Seeing in Hall H, assuming I don't go, is Entertainment Weekly's The Visionaries panel.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, which they do every year. Um, it was, uh, I think, I remember they took a year off. Because I think, I don't think there was one last year. Because two years ago, I think, was um, John Favreau and Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And three years ago was Joss Whedon and J.J. Abrams. So it was more of a TV-centric
0: one. They did talk about um, movies as well. Um, kind of odd that just like oh that was a TV centric one because this was before Ma- yeah meanwhile Star Trek and the Avengers came out yeah Although no, I, guess I guess Star, Star Trek, Trek would have been out, out. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true
1: um, but this year it's three names it's Mark Webb I don't know if he's a visionary or not um, I've only seen one of his films and I just Didn't think it was that great. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron, whom we briefly mentioned in the last episode, who is great. And Edgar Wright, who is also one of the greatest people working today.
0: Uh, Mark Webb, just to make sure, that's 500 Days of Summer and The Amazing Spider-Man, right? Yes, and The Amazing uh, Spider-Man too. He's not a visionary. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, except for those two good sequences in uh, 500 Days of Summer. I never saw that movie. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I tend to again this has been we should be we should write down when we come up with an idea for a topic Ugh. um i tend to not like or i tend to be more cautious about movies that seem like they're made for people with my taste Do you know what i mean
0: oh yeah uh, like cuz you don't want to be pandered to and you yeah. also don't want to think like am i this easy to read uh,
1: yeah yeah so when i hear like Oh, they're into like the Smiths and stuff. That's what someone thinks of me, which is not. Yeah. I actually don't. I, mean, I, I like the Smiths, but it's not like uh, a big thing for me. But it's like, what was that movie? Perks of Being a Wallflower. I don't think that came out last year. Reading the like description of it, I don't think I could ever bring myself to watch it. it no, it got
0: it got really solid.
1: Reviews. I know, I know, but I just like it sounds too much like someone tried to make a movie about me and my friends in high school, hmm. and I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I already went. I already went through that. I got the memories.
0: I don't need any more of them can uh, use fewer of them, um, Yeah, I already have my regrets i don 't need to see them again
1: so what you have a you have a schedule made up? Are you planning on trying to get to this Visionaries thing because it sounds pretty cool
0: uh, I was not planning on it i don 't plan on anything for hall h um just because uh, i don 't like standing in line and well, let me tell
1: you this okay this thursday this Thursday schedule, you will be able to get into hall h you think so oh yeah there 's nothing well it depends um Divergent might be uh, a, a, um, an unknown commodity. Okay. Um, I don't know if because I don't know if Divergent has the same following as uh, Hunger Games or Twilight books. Um, so maybe there will be people camping out for the yeah, Divergent. I, I don't know, you know what that is. So. <laughs> it's a series of uh, young adult, sort of uh, supernatural science fiction books that's being made into a movie. Um, but I, uh, my guess is that you will be able to get into... Uh, um, well, and
0: here here we find uh, kind a of a problem. Bunch. When I when I read off all the things that interest me, and some of these overlap, so obviously I'm not going to go to all yeah. of them.
1: Oh, yeah, you should see my schedule. It's but
0: as I read this off, you'll notice that a lot of these things are interesting to me. A lot of the things that I like to go uh, to at uh, Comic-Con and, and WonderCon, um, they do tend to be more academic and less publicity-based. Um, I mean, you remember, like, my favorite thing was uh, at WonderCon, not that I went to a lot of them, but my favorite thing at WonderCon was uh, called Not Guilty by Reason of Zombification, which is actually going to be, uh, they're going to do it at Comic-Con this year yeah. on Thursday at 7.30. It's a shame you can't go, because we'll be, we'll be going to the meetup. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so... I enjoy those. I like those you know, a lot.
1: This may be on your schedule. Okay. Um, what you could make it to Thursday is the science of science fiction. Yes, I've got that written down. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that because I'm gonna try and get in for the Hannibal uh, panel. But um, you should definitely. Are other go people to, saying that? Because yeah. if not, they should. No, I just came up with it. I'm, right. I'm sure other people have come up with it, but I didn't hear it from anyone. It's from my brain, to
0: quote uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. Um,
1: uh, yeah, that's uh, that's an awesome panel, or at least it was last year.
0: All right. So I'm just going to start. I'm just going to move down this list explaining things as I go. So, all right. 1030. Am I going to wake up that early? Who knows? I'm going to try because I'm only I've only got the one day. Uh, The anatomy of super uh, superhero film music. Mm -hmm. That sounds very interesting to me. uh, As we discussed, that's one of the the type of panel that I always put on my schedule and never seem to make it to. Well that's the thing is it's at ten thirty and then at eleven there's one that that interests me but uh but yeah that's that's in I think by and large, I like superhero movies, but I like the idea that they zero in on the music because it does need to be a specific type of music um it needs to be not necessarily over the top, but it needs, there needs to be a grandeur to it, and so I'm interested in hearing people talk about that uh at eleven so I'll probably have to go to one or the other of these there's uh, video games to movies uh, a panel about the translation of obviously video games into film and I'm interested in that because that's uh, something that by and large I think has not worked very well um, I'm trying I mean I mean just the, the the Resident Evil series aside you know with its I think there are five are there five Resident Evil movies I think so It's okay. Resident Evil Oh, jeez. There's... I don't remember. Extinction? Afterlife? Resur- is there a resurrection? A retribution? Retribution sounds right. We only got four here. Oh, well. Yeah, who gives a shit? So uh, so I'm interested in that. Uh, okay, so at noon, there's one that actually... Here's the thing. You'll hear me perk up at the ones that I really do want to uh, okay. see. Uh, 12 noon, there's one called Geek uh, Geek Therapy, How Superheroes Empower Us. Uh, i 'm interested in that i 'm interested in any number of things superhero related uh specifically when it comes to uh social and cultural impact of that which at this point there is a social and cultural impact of the uh, regarding the very nature of superheroes i mean it 's weird to think that forty fifty years ago the superhero movie didn 't exist mm. mm-hmm. Superman was an anomaly
1: but there were yeah there were serials though.
0: There were serials, yes. There was that. But the idea of a big event mm. was I mean super I mean Superman, it was a huge deal. It, you know, their whole thing like you you'll be, you will believe a man can fly and all yeah. that sort of thing. And then Batman, it was the first representation of Batman in, you know, let's see, it was 89, so probably like 20 years. And just and one that was incredibly dark and all that. And so it's just weird to think that there was a time when Superhero meant comic books and TV and serials, which were not remarkably well-respected. Um, and so, I'm just interested in seeing any examination of how this whole culture of film, which is relatively new, has soaked into uh, soaked into our cultural DNA. Uh, okay, uh, at 1 p.m., there's uh, something, and that's the thing, this is comics-related, but so I feel like I may not recognize everything they're talking about, but it's uh, gender in comic books. I think that'll be interesting. That's cool. Um, at two p.m. in the spe- there's a couple of these that'll be uh, nostalgia based, and so I might not be that interested. At two p.m., there is Nick Remix, in which they uh, just talk about like uh, uh, old school Nickelodeon shows that I watched. Um, at two fifteen, I actually may, uh, I along with Hall H, I often try to avoid Ballroom Twenty, but I feel like I will give this a shot. Uh, there is a Sherlock panel. Well, let me tell you why you're
1: uh, not going to get in for that. Okay. Um, uh, unless you get in to Ballroom 20 early and camp out all day. Okay. Because right after Sherlock is the X-Files 20th anniversary. So oh. people are going to be um, camped out from Wednesday night for Ballroom 20 for X-Files. So it uh, – because I also really want to see Sherlock. Yeah. but But I, I can't guarantee that I'm going to go because it seems like a real pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, that sucks. I hate everybody. And I wish
1: they would, if they have something like that, and I, I maybe they couldn't work it out with scheduling, but make it the first thing of the day. You know? Yeah. That's what they used to do for years in a row with Twilight. It, Thursday, it was the first thing Thursday morning in Hall H. Yeah. So that way, it didn't tie up Hall H all day long.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean... That's that's what's frustrating, is Sherlock is big enough and has enough of a following that I feel like that could be its own thing, but right, now but also, everyone there is Martin just, Freeman
1: and Benedict and Cumberbatch aren't going to be there.
0: I know, but freaking what's his name, Mark Gaddis, the mm-hmm. guy who created the show and plays Mycroft, he's going to be there. But... Um, yeah. So, okay, well, it's good to know that I can just give up on that. And... Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: you might, you know, walk past and see what it looks like.
0: Yeah. Because maybe everyone
1: got in for x-files and when people leave after psych there will be 200 spots or something you know maybe i don't know it's anyway. i mean again it, i mean it's it, i can it, probably it, it holds 4500 people it's a big room yeah but uh so it's worth checking out but it's uh it's not likely that you're gonna get in for sherlock unless you get get in line nice and early
0: ugh but i want to find out how superheroes empower us
1: and i would say do that
0: okay uh so all right uh at 3 p.m so obviously, if I don't go to Sherlock, then at three p.m. I might go to We Still Love the Eighties. That's another uh, nostalgia-based thing. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I won't. Four p.m. There's something I think you'll find interesting from a TV standpoint. It's called I Can't Believe It's Over. And yeah, that- I
1: actually might try to go to that. But I, w- I want to back up. Actually, okay. if we're going somewhat chronologically, okay. And just to give you a rest, um, Ender's Game and Divergent. Um, yeah, that's that's the maybe the big movie panel of the day in in Hall H. Um, it's they're both summit films. Um Uh so Ender's Game is directed by Gavin Hood, who did X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that's unfortunate.
0: Um but Harrison he also, he also did Rendition, which is not a good movie. Oh yeah.
1: I did not see that. Um Harrison Ford will be there. Okay. <clears throat> which is um this is only the second time he's ever been to San Diego Comic Con. First uh, with Cowboys and Aliens. Yes, he never went for any of the Star Wars stuff. Um and so uh and did you know, you know, Comic-Con history, there was a Star Wars panel at Comic-Con in 1976. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So when people talk about, like, uh, the movies have taken over in the last few years, like, Comic-Con has been a pop culture convention for a long, long time. Like, there's been movies almost since the beginning. Hmm. Just saying. Uh, and also, there are, I haven't checked this to be, to be sure, but according to Comic-Con, there are more comic centric panels comic book centric panels at this comic-con than in any other year you know this year than any other year in the past so it's still about comics you know i know for me it's about movies but yeah don't you know impugn the purity of comic-con um, so uh Ender's Game. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't. I haven't read the book, and I know it's supposed to be great. Um, right now, for me, it's just colored by Orson Scott Card. Like being weird, a right? <laughs>
0: yeah, just out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere. I mean, it's he's like, made comments in the past, but now it's just like, well, here's the, like this is the moment I'm waiting for. I got the limelight with my movie coming <laughs> now's out. That was my chance. Time to sync this movie and
1: you know get to what I've always wanted to say. I wrote this book. Years ago, so that when they made the movie, I yeah. could tell everyone that I don't like gay people.
0: Yeah, I will now represent uh, the studio and the director and the <laughs> actor's response when they read that. It was just... Uh... <laughs> I mean, it had, all of them just collectively had to be like, oh my, come on. I, I don't <laughs> think it's going to necessarily drive anybody away, but uh, yeah. I could see it getting like protested or something like that. Yeah, I'm maybe. not sure.
1: Um, and then Divergent is directed by Neil Berger, who made... Um... He made something. The that illusionist. He
0: made the illusionist. Yeah,
1: but then he also made um, what's the one with Bradley Cooper and um, Robert De Niro? Silver Linings Playbook. The the first one. Limitless. Limitless. He made Limitless as well. Um, anyway, I don't know much about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to talk about stuff bad. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad. Like I feel like just comparing it to Twilight makes people think that I'm saying something bad. Uh, but I just mean that it's a book series that has a following among young people. I don't know if it's good or bad.
0: Yeah, it could go. It could go either way at that point. All right. So, what did you have at four? At four, it's uh, I can't believe it's over. Which is a discussion of uh, series finales. Yeah, I am uh, going to try to go bad to and good. I think you would. Uh, I mean, it's right up your alley. It seems like the kind of thing you would talk about on your other show. Um, uh,
1: we uh, on my other old other show previously on, we did episodes on best and worst yeah. or best
0: finales. I don't think we ever did worst.
1: We tried to keep it posy over there at uh, previously
0: on. Well, you're heading down the wrong, wrong track just saying posi, uh because now I have nothing but negativity towards you. <laughs> but um, but that's the thing, is, like, people, re- people very easily talk about the worst, but I feel like aside from M.A.S.H. and maybe Cheers, people don't talk about the best. Because there really aren't that many great series finales that I'm aware of. No, they're Sopranos. They're Sopranos, but of course some people yeah. go back and forth on
1: um, The Shield often gets mentioned. Okay. My personal favorite series finale of all time is Angel. Okay. So it's called Not Fade Away. Okay. Um doesn't have anything to do with Buddy Holly. Uh, spoiler. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what other good ones there are. I don't know. Uh, Buffy's good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Angel is my personal favorite. Uh, number two would be Sopranos. But I know that Sopranos is a bit
0: divisive. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. Did you see? Because I'm sure there are um, some that I'm not even aware of, good or bad. Did you see the, the day that James Canofini died the um
1: the real the restaurant Holsteins or whatever kept that booth reserved for the Soprano family all day?
0: Huh. It was very sweet. That's very nice. Oh yeah. everything about his death makes me really sad. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that looks interesting. Uh at four forty five, uh I could see not getting into this, but uh I know that voice. Oh, yeah, I think, when as soon as I saw this, I was like, I'm so glad
1: Tyler's going on Thursday, because I think you should, knowing your interest, I think you should get in line
0: for yeah. this. Yeah, and, you know, uh, our best friend, Maurice Marsh, I think is going to be there, along with a number of other people. And uh,
1: I just, I'm a big and fan it's of... It's about a documentary about voice actors. Yeah. That is directed or produced by um, John DiMaggio. I think produced.
0: Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested in that. Uh, at five, I'm just kind of... We'll see. Obviously, if I get into I know that voice, and that's what I'm going to do. But uh, at 5, there's something simply called publicizing your project, which uh, never hurts to uh, <laughs> yeah. find out more about that. Um, 530, there's... Well, let's, uh, let's stop at 510
1: okay. for okay. Hall H here. Um, Voltage Pictures presents an exclusive preview of the zero theorem directed by Terry Gilliam, who will not be in attendance. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. It's a half-hour panel. Um I'm sure he's
0: locked in a jail somewhere or Ter- something like that.
1: Terry Gilliam's daughter will be there. Okay. It says, Terry's daughter, Amy Gilliam, who worked on the film. I don't know what that means. I don't know what she did. Um, but uh, I don't know. I was at a Terry Gilliam panel for um, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Oh, okay. Um, and that was a weird, fun time. I'm sure. Because well, it was, was he there for that? He was there. Okay. And also... Vern troyer was there okay who uh, i never saw the film i guess has a small part in the film but um you know uh Vern troyer because he's mini me like it's not taken seriously which is not fair he's a human human person mm-hmm. um but you know so hearing that this guy who was known for this one joke character in the austin powers franchise talking in a very heartfelt way about working with heath ledger mm-hmm. was was a surreal experience yeah uh but yeah that was a that was a pretty fun panel
0: does it say, aside from Amy Gilliam, does it say who else will will be there? Uh, some
1: producers. Um, all right. Uh, Zev Foreman, who produced Killer Joe, and Dean Zanuck, who produced Get Low.
0: Oh, all right. Dean Zanuck, that sounds um funny. And
1: then we're done from, I mean, there's Trailer Park, which is um, just where they show trailers that you can see online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it seems, yeah, but you don't get to see them with a bunch of people. I guess.
1: Um, and then there's Dexter, which is the... First TV thing of the con in in Hall H. Uh, Sorry, what were you saying about 5.30? So
0: 5.30, there's The Hobbit.
1: Yes, and unofficial. Unofficial, yeah. Because Warner Brothers or uh, MGM or whoever um, is not having a Hobbit panel. Uh, And this was apparently Peter Jackson's decision. He put a a video up on his, um, I guess, his website or whatever um, explaining that because they're shooting, like he couldn't he couldn't get away and not enough of the stars could get away, mm-hmm. and also he didn't have time to cut together something, and he doesn't want to do a Comic Con panel if he can't do it right. Okay. So fair enough. That's what there's no official Hobbit panel. So yeah. that's why
0: this is in a smaller room in in room uh
1: well, six A is actually the third yeah. biggest room.
0: And it's put on by or I the guess one the
1: fourth biggest now that we have indigo ballroom.
0: But it's put on by the one ring. And so it being unofficial, I feel like there there's You know, a fan thing that I like. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and then 6.30, The Science of Science Fiction, 6.45, Hannibal. 7 o'clock, there's uh, two things at 7 o'clock, and I don't know if I'll go to either one of them because we've got somewhere to be at 8. But one of them is uh, Supervillains of DC. Uh, I'm really only, only interested in one of those, and they probably won't touch on it, so we'll see how it goes. And one of them is just called Zombies. I don't know what that is, There's but also I inside
1: the voice actor studio. That's up your alley, right? What time is that? That's also seven to eight. So
0: okay, yeah, I don't know why I didn't write that down. Of course that that sounds interesting to me. Uh, but, yeah, but you're and then... missing
1: okay a big movie one for me. Okay, although I probably won't go because I want to go to Hannibal, uh, the Goon Kickstarter panel. Okay, the, the Goon is um, a comic book uh, by a comic series by Eric Powell. Uh, I used to go to Goon Panels every single year, and one thing that would would started coming up in the in later years, in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, was that they're trying to make a movie, and they put together, they got um, Clancy Brown as the voice of the Goon, and they got Paul Giamatti as the voice of Frankie, and they put together uh, a couple of little sort of uh, extended trailers or scenes, you know, to to try to get the movie made, and then that sort of came to like take over what these panels were about and then uh one year david fincher who's um i don't know if he's going to be directing or just producing uh this movie if it ever happens and paul giamatti showed up at at, it was in a very small room just showed up uh unannounced to to talk about the movie and uh that was really cool but the movie never happened and then a few months ago it came up as a kickstarter yeah which met its goal so what was the goal i don't remember now okay but um uh so now they're doing a. a panel called The Goon Kickstarter and Beyond, and and Beyond with Eric Powell and Blur Studios, which is the animation studio that is. Uh, is it
0: going to be live action or animation? Animation. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. But if you um are familiar with The Goon, I don't know if you are, Tyler, but uh, Clancy Brown and Paul Giamatti are the perfect voices <laughs> for yeah. those two characters. Uh. So, yeah. You've been.
0: I. I Don't know much about it except what you've told me over the last, I'm going to say... Seven years. I'm going to say 10, 15 years. (laughs)
1: Okay. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah. Um, Well, The Goon is awesome, and so there's a panel for that Kickstarter, and people should uh, support that movie getting made, because... What time's that at? That's at 6. Okay. uh, Which is the same time as Hannibal, which I want to try to go to. Yeah. Um, So that's Thursday.
0: And then, of course, 8 o'clock...
1: What's at 8, David? Uh, 8 to 10 at Dublin Square. You don't need a badge. You don't need to be a a, 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 a Comic Con attendee. You just mm-hmm. need to be in the area. Show up at Dublin Square on 4th Avenue. Um, 554 4th Avenue. 554 um, 4th Avenue. The place is called Dublin Square. Square. We'll be in the back. We're doing a meetup from 8 to 10. It's not just a Battleship Pretension meetup, it's mm-hmm. a Battleship Pretension Criterion Cast Warner Archive meetup. Yeah. Um, and the best thing is that you show up between eight and 10 and drinks are on us or on Warner brothers. Yeah. Um, I say eight to 10, but, um, and last year it was eight to 10, but there, there is also a limit. So show up early. Yeah. Yeah. If more people show up than last year and we reach our limit in drinks, then it,
0: then the free drinks stop when they stop. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, show up. But Hey, you still get to meet us. That's. As good as free drinks, uh, right? Us
1: and Ryan and uh, Ryan from Criterion Cast and uh, a couple people from Warner Archive. Um, yeah, but they're
0: not listening to their and, podcast. I'm saying you get to meet us.
1: Okay. Also, but also Warner people from Warner Archive. I'm I'm assuming we'll have DVDs to give away as they did yeah. last year, uh, and it wasn't like a big Raffler thing. They, matt just literally had a cardboard box full of dvds that he passed around the meetup yeah. and people could just take whatever they wanted yeah it was pretty awesome and so uh yeah definitely show up at dublin square and also i talked about this with paul gobel on hey watch this um and i know you don't care because of your uh narrow palate but uh the food at dublin square is super good it's not uh, i know people think and you know that- what that includes what chicken
0: strips and fries <laughs> okay they have good chicken strips and fries
1: um i'm sure they do but what i mean by that is that you know a lot of times the place is like an irish bar and grill or whatever but really it just has the same you know chicken sandwiches and burgers and stuff yeah. that any bar has uh this has some for real irish food that i've never been to ireland maybe it's better in ireland it probably certainly is better in ireland but it's uh super delicious food okay so that's thursday we're done with right. thursday and, and we and are done we, you can just leave I'll just, I'll just finish the rest of the episode. That sounds great.
0: I'm still on Minnesota time. I'm a little <laughs> sleepy.
1: Um, please. On, it's it's 1 a.m. Minnesota time. You're like in your prime right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. On vacation,
1: I go to bed easily oh, yeah. three or four hours early. You have told me about that. Okay. Um, Friday is uh, I'm going to get up early because I want to be in Hall H by 10 a.m. for The World's End, which okay. is if, if you're an astute listener, you go back to the beginning of the year, one of my three most anticipated movies of the year uh one of them was the world's end Mm -hmm. the other ones were stoker which i've seen and i don't remember what the third one was now oh gravity which is also at comic-con oh okay and then there was a uh uh, a half vote for pacific rim which fell to the wrong side for me (laughs) um so world the world's end uh it's uh that's the new edgar wright uh, film the final film in his uh Cornetto trilogy or his blood and ice cream trilogy, um which starts with Shawn of the Dead, uh has its bridge with Hot Fuzz and now will be concluding with the World's End. Um the Comic Con website doesn't say who will be there. Edgar Wright will almost certainly be there because he's at uh at Comic Con, but I'm pretty sure Simon F- Peg and Nick Frost will be there. I thought I read that somewhere else, mm-hmm. but I'm wrong. Um so, uh, after that, um, if we're st- let's, yeah, I'll stick with... I'm not going to try and go as chronologically as we did with Thursday, because it's just me, so I'll
0: just... Yeah, just skip around if you
1: I'll, and I'll go by room. I am um, i don't care about Kick-Ass 2
0: or Riddick. Oh, yeah. Um, I tell you, the most interesting thing about Kick-Ass 2... I don't know if you've watched the trailer at all, uh, and you haven't seen the first one.
1: Right? No. I think I did see the trailer for some reason.
0: Okay. Jim Carrey looks like he is turning in some solid work.
1: Yeah. Although he's now ashamed of it. Uh,
0: yeah, and then I think he went back after that and oh. said something. I don't remember. Because okay. I think he was just like, oh, uh, I think the publicity department or maybe the director himself was just like, hey, maybe don't uh, tell everyone that you're ashamed of this thing you were in.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if he'll be there, though, for Ed Comic Con. I'm going to bet he won't. Probably not. Um, but uh, Riddick, man, if you if you told me after Chronicles of Riddick came out... Ten was it ten years ago? Was it was it oh three or was it oh four?
0: I think four. Okay.
1: So if you told me in nine years there will be
0: another Riddick film, I wouldn't have believed you. The movie How about this? If you told me after Pitch Black, a movie I like a lot Hey, they're really going to develop. The, well, maybe not develop. <laughs> no, they're going to have more of this character <laughs> in big epic form.
1: Yeah, but I remember. I mean, I, I remember reading after Pitch Black came out that that was David Tui. Is that how you say his name, David Tui? I assume so. Um, that his goal was to make more. This is supposed to be the first Riddick film, and he wanted to make more films about this mm-hmm. character. And then Chronicles of Riddick was just. Did you ever see it? No, it's really bad. I'm sure it is. Uh, it's dreadful. Um, I really like Pitch Black, though. Uh, yeah, that's a cool little movie. Um, I mean, it's a derivative sort of Aliens uh, riff, but it's still cool. Yeah, but we hadn't seen that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess because Vin Diesel's a star again, he can get another Riddick movie
0: made. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, did I skip over Veronica Mars? I guess so. Uh, yeah, I guess because I was thinking of that as a TV show, but no, this is about they're making a movie yeah. through the Kickstarter. So a bunch of people will be there for that. I imagine that will be... A very well attended thing and the fact that it's after the world's end means that i have to get up early to you know uh get in there for the world's end or else all the veronica mars fans are gonna all of whom are you know uh executive producers of the movie now because (laughs) the kickstarter uh, are gonna uh, block me out um so uh, i don't know you never watched veronica mars did you
0: no i watched one episode that a friend of mine was in but that was it was it good
1: i hear i should watch it yeah it
0: was good i liked it um so uh, it's got it's got that actor whose name I never remember, but whose work I always like. The guy from Just Shoot Me,
1: David Spade.
0: That's him. Um, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He um, was an AI as well.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's a is it's it an Enrique, Italian name, Enrico right? no, something? A, Enrico Colantoni.
0: That sounds right. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, at 4:05 in Hall H is the Sony Screen Gems panel, which is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two. Um, we
0: both like the original.
1: I like the original, but this isn't the same directors. Oh, uh, that's not good. Because um, I think they're working on something else. But they did 21 Jump Street, which I didn't love.
0: Um, I don't know if I'd say I loved it, but I, I liked it quite a bit.
1: When I watched... I, I sat down my girlfriend rented it and was watching it. I came home and I like watched the second half of it with her. And I was like, oh, this is better than I remember. But mm-hmm. I think it's because with some movies, once you're like, once you've gotten over the disappointment of certain things, you can just... When you watch it again, you can just enjoy it for what it is, maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, 21 Jump Street rose a little bit uh, in my estimation, but um, that's not the point. Um, Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Were you at that panel at
0: WonderCon? I was, was th- not. I was late to that one.
1: That was so weird. I think you got yeah because that was when I remember that because you texted me. You were like, oh, they're not letting me in. Yeah, they didn't and I'm let looking me in. at seats like,
0: yeah. it was. It was. They had hundreds, if not a thousand seats available, <laughs> but they weren't letting me in uh, that entrance, yeah. so I had to go uh, like around the side.
1: Um, but did you get in for Evil Dead? I got in for most of Evil Dead. Okay, so you, you saw what was important, because Mortal Instruments is another thing like Twilight or Hunger Games, in that it's based on existing yeah. books that seem to appeal to young people, young nerds. And like, all right, we don't want this episode to go a million hours, but... um uh the okay comic-con puts me in a good idealistic mood okay um and the uh although i also stress out a whole lot about it um again as i've mentioned before those of you who follow me on twitter might remember that i had a bit of a panic attack last year's comic-con on sunday uh and it has kind of scarred me where i keep and i still don't remember exactly why do, I don't know. Have you had a panic attack? Do you always know exactly why? Mm,
0: uh, I, no, I guess not.
1: Yeah, um, I don't want to go into it, but um, I've been freaking out a little bit about this Comic Con because I'm, are like, getting in my head and saying I'm going to have another panic attack. Because for those who don't know, uh, and most of you aren't, um, I'm not a guy who has panic attacks. That was right. I mean, I've had many things that, like in retrospect, I realize were probably like that but that last year at comic-con was the first time i had what i would definitely describe after
0: talking to my
1: therapist about it as a panic
0: attack and uh, i guess that's why i was asking you know why not a clear-cut why more like well something must have happened to trigger so yeah i mean stranger. Is, is uh
1: 360 days a year i don't go a day without mm-hmm. thinking about comic-con then it happens and then it's the last day of it. Okay, I see. It's, yeah, it, it could be... You uh, gotta go back to your bullshit life. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But there are a, a bunch of... Uh, it's how I this, feel
0: when Disneyland closes and I have to go home. Yeah.
1: I've got a therapist. I don't need to go into the reasons why. Right. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is... Things like Twilight. Uh, I haven't read any of the books or seen any of the movies, so again, I won't make fun of it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I hear it's not good. I saw the first one from a lot of people. I hear it's not good. Um, and whether it's good or not what i do know from comic-con's past is that um there's some derision maybe or uh scoffing at the twilight fans probably yes and um i don't think that's cool because they uh they love a thing as much as you love a thing, yeah, and that's why we're all there because of certain things that we love irrationally that most of the people don't un- in the world don't understand our love for, and also
0: well, maybe to it, them it's not irrational maybe don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not I, I agree with you, but it's just you know you and I and maybe you and I are different, which is to say better, uh, in that we can go into graphic intellectual detail about. Why we like something and what how but we the respond fact that to we're something.
1: putting that much thought into uh, uh i don't know hellboy for sure. instance is would seem irrational to most people that's just okay well
0: that, that I, I, I won't argue with you there
1: um so it, it's that that's bullshit because we're supposed to be at comic con celebrating our fandom together mm-hmm. um and letting our fan flag fly uh and also if um, a twelve, thirteen, fourteen-year-old teenager. Um, a lot of them with Twilight and Hunger Games and more and Mortal Instruments are are female. Uh, but female or male, if one of these people because they found this book goes to Comic Con and uh learns more about the world of uh genre uh niche pop culture and also interacts with other people who might be uh you know weird or outcast or misunderstood or or might be uh introverted in their daily lives at school or whatever and and uh a- anyone who is susceptible to being welcomed into the geek community should be welcomed in to the geek community and we shouldn't have this line of division just because we think twilight sucks or whatever yeah so i'm not you're not going to hear me make fun of mortal instruments even though it doesn't look like it's not my cup of tea because i'm i'm glad these these people are at comic-con
0: yeah and it's 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 different than merely because yeah i mean i saw the first twilight and it is not good um and and i don't think i would necessarily uh crap on people for liking it either um even if I think like well there's not much reason for you to like it, but at the same time like you said i've I've like yourself I've totally bought into this idea of comic con um in that it's this place where this might be kind of sappy but while while I think nerdiness is from a as a from a popularity standpoint is at an all time high uh I think in most, in a lot of places, if you're really nerdy about some about certain things, uh, you are still different than other people, and you will be called nerd in a derisive way. Yeah. And Comic Con should be the place where you go to get away from that.
1: Yeah, and I, it, when people say that that nerdiness or geekiness is on the rise, like in in, in a sense, they're definitely um, right about that. In that the things that nerds tend to like such as comic books superheroes Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff is on the rise but still being a uh socially awkward weirdo who can't conform Mm -hmm. is not popular it's not it's not suddenly cool to be um gawky or uncomfortable or buck-toothed or or you know just uh just weird it's that's that's not suddenly cool at schools across America, where the kid who's been wearing the super thick glasses since he was two and a half years old is now the fucking rock star. That's, that, like so. When people say that, that nerd culture is on the rise, um, perhaps what I mean it is seems that like a very superficial way
0: of perhaps what I mean saying. is that certain aspect, certain profitable aspects of nerd culture have been co opted, yeah, and that's, uh, that's a much better way of putting it. So, yeah. Um, But that's the thing. When I think of, like, a specific type of nerd, I go back to Ghost World and I think of, like, Steve Buscemi, uh who is nerdy about jazz and, and, like, old-time jazz and blues, which is something that, as somebody that I like jazz and blues, and I even like old-time Delta jazz uh, and blues. Um, Sorry, Delta blues. There is no Delta jazz. But, um, like, I even like stuff like that but even that's a little too a little bit like oh geez, i mean come on there's only so much you know but that's the thing we all have something like that mm-hmm. i think those of us who are interesting okay that <laughs> i might be overstating um, but uh but yeah and so i i think i think a real nerd the kind that isn't on the big bang theory a real uh-huh. nerd would really still inspire the kind of ire that we've seen uh in uh awful movies over the course it's one of the reasons i hate napoleon dynamite because it it claims to have an affection for these people but i think it actually uh still puts them out there as uh, objects of ridicule but um
1: i don't know if i agree some characters
0: this goes this actually goes back to i think our third episode but anyway moving on david
1: uh yeah you know what is ending the friday in uh hall h what's that fucking metallica what because they have a movie coming out okay i don't know if you've heard of this um it is, uh, I forget the name of it Elysium. Now. It's called Metallica Through the Never. It is a 3D concert film that is also a 3D narrative film. It's its m- like sort of interweaving a narrative story about a kid going to a Metallica concert with concert footage. It's all in 3D, and the lead is played by Dane DeHaan. Yeah, hey, I like him. Doesn't that, that, does that not sound awesome? It sounds
0: like a better Detroit Rock City.
1: And so... Um, Metallica will be there all four current members uh James Hetfield Lars Ulrich, Ulrich uh Kirk Hammett and Robert Trujillo. Um and then apparently uh this isn't on here but uh apparently they are doing a show that night too and I think they'll be giving away some tickets to the show at the panel. That's awesome. Um if I got a ticket I'm not sure if I'd go though.
0: Um, I'm not a huge fan of Metallica myself.
1: Metallica's pretty awesome but uh I don't I don't like a lot of their more recent stuff. Okay. But um I also have a uh, screening IRSP'd for it that night um, for Hell Baby, which is something that I've been interested in oh, seeing. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to go to that. We'll see what... I'm going play, to play Comic-Con by year. Uh, Non-Hall H stuff um, on, on, on Friday.
0: Maybe, maybe tear ass through some of this yeah, stuff. Uh,
1: our friends at the Warner Archive are ha- having their panel, um, okay. so that'll be fun. It'll be about all the awesome stuff. I don't know if you've listened to the Warner Archive podcast, but mm-hmm. they have so much great stuff. Um, and uh, again, at... At WonderCon and at, at Comic-Con and probably other places, wherever there is Warner Archive, there are free DVDs being given away. Yeah. So you'll probably be able to get some DVDs at that panel. Um, I'm not even going to care about this thing. Wolves, it's a movie. It has Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones in it. Um, but I don't know anything else about it, so we are not going to talk about it at any length. Um, there's a 25th anniversary Roger Rabbit panel. Oh, um, Though it's, it's a small panel, it seems to be more about... Uh, the technical side of things. Oh. Um, I'm not sure. I don't have it called up, so I'm not sure who's on it. Um, okay. And there's, yeah, the, we skipped over a bunch of home video stuff. Follow, uh, Ryan Gallagher on Twitter, um, because he's going, his sort of point of view this year at Comic-Con is Comic-Con for the home video geek. And he's trying oh, nice. to go to mostly that. Uh, but there's, a uh, Scream Factory is that night. Um, so that's, I think that's pretty much, oh, um, there's a thing called "Your Opinion Sucks." Rotten Tomatoes critics versus fans, which is uh, Rotten Tomatoes um, panel with uh, Gray Drake and also Leonard Malton will be on that panel. Uh, wow! And there's also a how Leonard is panel. how is
0: Amy not a part of that?
1: Um, well, I don't think she well, she's not involved in Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, but uh, yeah, that would be. That
0: Seems would be to fun me maybe to they bring Amy her in as a sort of ringer. Uh,
1: congrats, to Amy Nicholson!
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, our our good friend Amy Nicholson is now our. Our man over there at the LA
0: Weekly, we got, a, we got a connection. We no are going question to about exploit it. Exploit it. Yes, my envy quickly turned into uh <laughs> into like, okay, how can I capitalize on this? <laughs>
1: um, all right, Saturday, huge day for movies. Okay, I'm sorry. College. Can
0: you? Sorry, uh, can you? This is technical. Can you check on that? I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I've been checking still... the whole time. Okay. All right. Um, I just I'm hate trust to it. lose this gold
1: on top of shit. All right. Um. Huge day for movies on Saturday. Legendary picture... Warners and Legendary kicks it off in Hall H um, with Godzilla, which is... I think this is like the first thing they've shown since they showed Godzilla. Like a... Uh, I wasn't there. I didn't get into Hall H at all uh, on Saturday last year. might be part of the reason I had a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Again, it wasn't a nervous breakdown. It's panic attack. Um, anyway, uh, so that's exciting, right? If you're into Godzilla. Um I mean, I liked Gareth Edwards' last
0: film, Monsters. He's he's the reason I'm excited about it. It's just, if if he weren't involved, it would just feel well, like yet another freaking Let me read off the cast. Okay.
1: Aaron Taylor-Johnson, or Kick-Ass. Okay. Uh, and then after that, it gets into people that I And I have nothing against Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Taylor I just haven't seen him in anything. I didn't see Nowhere Boy. I didn't see Kick-Ass. I don't know what else he's in. You saw Anna Karenina. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I liked him in that. So, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, he was in Savages. Uh, I did. I didn't see that. Yeah, Wait, he, yeah, he was in Savages, not the Savages. Did I say the Savages no, or Savages? I just I, you said it right. I just need to okay. Go here. Okay, the cast is Aaron Taylor Johnson, whom I've decided I like. Okay, uh, Ken Watanabe, Elizabeth Olsen, Juliette Binoche, David Strathairn, and Brian Cranston. Are they all going to be there? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh but that's man! A, but I'm saying, as far as being excited for the movie, yeah, that's, that's a, a, a good, good cast. That's a good cast. Um, okay, let's 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 keep on motoring. Seventh Son is a fantasy action adventure. Uh, takes audiences to a time long past where evil is about to be unleashed. It's got Jeff Bridges. Um, it's got Julianne Moore. Um, again, it just, just still doesn't say who's going to be there. Uh, but Alicia Vikander, also from uh, Anna Karunina, is in the cast. Kid Harrington from Game of Thrones. Lily Williams. Jaiman Huntsu. I love that I know how to pronounce that. Um, then Warner Brothers takes over with 300 Rise of an Empire. Uh, with, as we've disca- dis- discussed, I don't care um and then um well, i was gonna say finally there's another thing um gravity which as i said is one of my most anticipated mm-hmm. movies of the year again this the particular listing on the comic-con website doesn't say who's going to be there but we know that alfonso Cuaron is at the con because of the mm-hmm. visionaries thing um although that was two days before maybe he doesn't stay to saturday so we don't know who's going to be there but um uh, we it's a Fairly safe bet that Alfonso Cuarón will be there. It would be awesome if Sandra Bullock and George Clooney were there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, either of them has ever been to Comic-Con before. That's become a thing. Well, this is something I was talking about with, with Ryan, that Comic-Con, which is a meeting place for geeks, is such an institution that you can now be a geek about Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So there is a certain thing of, like, who has never appeared at Comic-Con hmm. before. Um and so I don't think George Clooney has... I'm not even sure if Sandra Bullock has. I know... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she was there for like Demolition Man back in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it would be awesome to see uh, either or both of them. I'm a big Sandra Bullock fan.
0: Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think I actually like her quite a bit. I did not care for the blind side uh, almost at all, but she's very good in it. Um.
1: And then finally, aforementioned directors of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and 21 Jump Street, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, um, have a new film called The Lego Movie. I'm guessing
0: it's about Legos. I did see the trailer for that, uh, unexpectedly. I thought it was a, uh, you know, when you're watching YouTube, there'll be a little, uh, ad that pops up and it's, and in five seconds you can close it. And in that five seconds, I'm like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. This looks like a Lego ad, but it sure looks, uh, ornate. And, uh... Wow, that and so uh, it, they got me for the whole trailer, and that movie looks insane. It looks, you know what? And and I I don't think I knew uh, they might have said it in the trailer, and I and I did not uh, remember. The guy, the fact that it's the guys that did Cloudy with a Chance Chance of Meatballs is very exciting to me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie could be. It's, you know, it's one of those movies that just in the trailer, I'm like, I don't know who this is for. <laughs> well,
1: now you've got me excited. I was kind of writing it off, but now you've got me excited. Yeah. It's and very... excited to watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs again. That's yeah. a really funny movie.
0: You know, it has a, uh, I'll say this, it, there's kind of a vibe, there's kind of a Wreck-It Ralph vibe, where there's okay. kind of a Lego's Greatest Hits kind of coming together, but it looks like they're actually committed to following through with that.
1: Um cloudy with a chance of meatballs is actually one of those movies that my girlfriend, and I like to quote to one another, uh, okay. to make to laugh. Uh, the one part that she really likes is, um, when, uh, someone says like the, whatever had just fallen was merely in an a moose bouche. And everyone's like, <gasps> and you hear someone say, what's in a moose bouche? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Um, next up was Lionsgate with I Frankenstein, which okay. is based on a graphic novel. Um, I'm guessing about Frankenstein, but it stars Aaron Eckhart and Yvonne Strahovski, who I think was on Chuck, yeah. um, and on Dexter. Uh, yeah. I haven't watched Dexter since season four, and I haven't watched any Chuck. Yeah. Um, But it looks like they'll both be there. And then something I'm excited about, but cautiously excited about, is The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Yeah. I didn't read this book, but I liked the first movie. I'm a big fan of Francis Lawrence, the director, although yeah. this says the cast will be there. It doesn't say that Francis Lawrence will be there. But the cast is big. It's a pretty good cast. We, I don't know which parts of the cast, because it's a big I cast. I hope Philip
0: Seymour Hoffman is there. Not that I'm going to be there, but oh yeah, well. Yeah,
1: Donald Sutherland, that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Wes Bentley has almost certainly been to Comic-Con before. Queen of the Damned or something. Also, isn't his... Um, uh,
0: spoilers, isn't his character dead?
1: Uh, I didn't read the second book.
0: So no, I but know. I mean at the, at the end of the first movie, it's it's heavily implied that... Because uh, they give him no, those no, no, berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I guess it is. I didn't think of it like that. Um...
0: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I mean I haven't read the book either. I just assumed. Yeah. So from yeah, the first what Tyler what
1: just film. said is not a spoiler because that's completely open to interpretation. I, I thought there was only
0: one interpretation.
1: Um so yeah, I don't know if his his character is dead. Fascinating. Um but Woody Harrelson, uh all these people. Yeah. Uh could be there. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass. Um
0: You always well, the, like that one.
1: Yeah, but this one seems more TV-centric in that it has Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, which I mean to watch. I've heard it's great. And then Deny Guerrero from The Walking Dead, which I don't watch. Oh, okay. Um, but then also, this is a draw for me, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I'm a big fan of Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. You disagree?
0: I don't think I've ever actually liked any character that she's played. You don't like Anna Lucia? From no, Lost? I couldn't wait for her to die, and thankfully she did. Oh, Spoilers, that's
1: spoiler. But I mean, obviously there are things about Anna Lucia that's not that aren't likable. But don't no. you have? You didn't like her as a character. You didn't get like into that character.
0: No, I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a big fan. I liked her in Resident Evil. <laughs> okay, I really didn't like her in Avatar either, and it's just Do you know, it might be it might be. I don't think maybe that's not a function of her as an actress, although I guess maybe her choosing to play these types of characters, and I don't know, just... Well, did you know that she's been in
1: two franchises where her character has been killed off and then revived? Resident Evil and Fast and the Furious.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Uh,
1: anyway, I'm a big fan.
0: And kind of
1: lost, if you think about it. Spoilers. Yeah, I guess. But again, that's it's not really a spoiler. I know. Uh, and then, um, finally at the end of the day on Saturday is Marvel with Thor, the dark world and Captain America, the winter soldier. But we can, if we knew what we know from Marvel panels in the past, it will probably also be something about Ant-Man or guardians of the galaxy or, I don't know, Avengers two or whatever they have, uh, worked out. Are Uh, you going to try and go to that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and be in hall H. Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna try and be in Hall H, but also there's a spotlight on Leonard Malton at the end of the day. So I'm mm. and I so I'm like Marvel's always like the big story, like the big yeah. buzz thing. So I would kind of want to be a part of it because I missed out on it last year. Um, but uh, oh, was Marvel even there last year? know, anyway, that's not important. I missed out on Hall H on Saturday last year. Um, but I also would like to go to the Leonard Malton spotlight. Yeah, but then again, I see Leonard Malton all the time at screenings.
0: That's true. I could just like
1: shine a spotlight on him there.
0: So tell me I tell feel about like, your life and career. you got to stop bringing flashlights to these screenings, David, because <laughs> I think it's starting to bother people. <laughs> people in the community are starting to talk. Hey, you, old woman, what do you got in that Tupperware? No one knows.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, apart from Hall H on Saturday, film and TV production designers of the Art Directors Guild. That could be cool. I'm not going to go. <laughs> 10.30 in the morning, and I'll try and be in Hall H at that point. um. There's a panel called Star Wars versus Serenity which uh sounds fun to me. Um what what do you think wins?
0: Well, what are we basing this on? I don't know. I have I have no idea. Just everything Star Wars versus everything Serenity. Yeah, cuz I mean Serenity is just the
1: one the one ship. Yeah. So isn't Millennium Falcon versus Serenity?
0: No, they then they would have said Millennium Falcon. I think every ship in the Star Wars universe versus that one chip, I think Star Wars wins yeah I think you're probably right so Um, or maybe Star Wars is the character that Harrison Ford plays and Serenity is the character that Nathan Fillion plays
1: um, well who would win in a fight Mm, I think Star Wars still Nathan Fillion would win in a fight now Harrison Ford's like 85 he's like 107 (laughs) I think (laughs) Yeah, and he looks terrible for his age. (laughs) 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 All right, um, there was there's a there's a panel that's actually like a game show called Name That Movie where they show clips from the movies and uh, and I guess the idea is that you when you enter the room you put your name on a slip of paper so you get drawn at random and I don't know you win something if you can name based on the clip of the movie name the movie
0: I don't know you and I would totally kick ass. No, I would be terrible at that. I don't have I don't have that kind of memory. Clips, okay, here's the thing. You're not great with actors' names all the time, or character names, or quotes. Clips you could get. Uh, we, we'll have to see. I think I would be bad at it. And I also feel like
1: it's going to be mostly um, like, specific genre stuff that I don't know. That's my other I suppose. Um, and then Sunday's not really a movie day. Um, there's a Breaking Bad panel. I'll, I'm going to go to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, and I, I did talk about this with um, uh, with Ryan as well on the CriterionCast episode. But a really cool thing that Comic Con does uh, every year on Sunday, and this year will be at three thirty in Room Twenty Three ABC, um, is a panel called Comic Con Talkback, where oh yeah, you can talk. You, you know, you get up and talk to people from Comic Con about problems. your
0: experience and what uh, they can do different. Yeah,
1: and yeah. like um, the the example I used on the Criterion Cast, because it's the only one I can think of, but I'll use it again here, is um, there has been an issue in the past, and maybe we'll see if it's there this year, but this came up at last year's Talkback, from what I understand. Um, I wasn't there, but it's uh, what I've heard. of On Preview Night, the smaller vendors going out onto the floor and buying up as many of the exclusives from the bigger vendors that you can, mm-hmm. and then once they're once hasbro sold out of a thing or whatever and the small vendor has it he can sell it you yeah. know the rest of the con at an at a inflated price um that's super uncool and it's difficult to police yeah um but uh that sort of thing is you know if that's a problem you can talk directly to the comic con people about it and i think it's super cool that they do that
0: yeah i don't know how on earth they could fix that yeah it seems it seems not merely difficult to police but impossible Yeah. Whatever happened to the? I guess there's nothing technically wrong with it. It's really no different. Like it's. I've come to realize, uh, having gone to a a Tom Waits concert and a Sufjan Stevens Christmas uh, concert, both of which are very rare, uh, I've come to realize that uh, when certain there are people that make their living. Buying up tickets of for rare concerts and then turning right around and putting them on Craigslist for at least double, if not triple the price. Um, And it's just and it's like I recognize there's nothing really wrong with what you're doing, but it just feels so wrong because like you don't you don't like this at all. (laughs) You don't like this. Like I remember the time. I mean, Jen and I paid insane prices for the tom waits concert I, that we went to in chicago and it's like the person like this to me was like a highlight of my life yeah up to that point and for you it's just one more fucking thing yeah you know and i recognize the buck
1: yeah everybody's just out to make a quick buck
0: <laughs> i feel like you're not taking me seriously david
1: <laughs> we've been talking for a long time yeah
0: but uh but yeah so that's uh that's interesting that uh that practice yeah and did did they mention
1: uh, i don't know what they're gonna do about it if anything
0: yeah yeah i assume i assume this year a lot of people are gonna be like hey yeah that website sure was a problem when i was trying to buy badges <laughs> yeah i bet and they'll hear a lot of that. of that
1: yeah um uh yeah i'm trying to i mean i guess you could put a limit on how many of the exclusives you can buy but it doesn't seem like it seems like that would be up to the vendor not up to comic-con like
0: if Hasbro wanted yeah. to only
1: sell, sell you three or whatever. Uh, yeah,
0: maybe like a limit per customer or something like that. Yeah,
1: but again, I don't think Comic-Con gets to dictate that.
0: Yeah. Well, certainly, ha- I'm sure Hasbro at that point would be like, okay, I think we've got this ourselves. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about the Sunday thing um, and and perhaps why, you're, why you were so upset last uh-huh. year um, is because – because I've gone to Comic Con twice now, and Sunday, and you know, and WonderCon, yeah. Oh, okay. And I've gone to WonderCon, mm-hmm. and the last day it does kind of emotionally go out with a whimper. I know. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just like, you know, they've got a Breaking Bad panel. That's going to be a big deal, but it's also the first thing.
1: Yeah. Well, no. If you're if you're into into TV, um, more so than I am. Uh, Sunday is actually a big day. Because okay. you've got Supernatural, Breaking Bad, Doctor Who, Community, It's Always
0: Sunny, and Sons of
1: Anarchy. Okay, that's,
0: uh, that's, that's so pretty good. If I
1: were more into TV, then I would be... Uh,
0: yeah, actually, that's a, that is a TV. very good... Because that's the thing. Based on what you've told me um, in previous years, and just what I've observed, like they'll have one or two big thing. They usually have one or two big things early in the day... And then after that, everyone just seems to be like, "All right, well that's done. I guess, uh, I guess we can just go." Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas I, I, I mentioned Disneyland earlier. You know, there are some days when Disneyland closes at midnight, but there are some days when it closes at nine. On the days when it closes at nine, they end with fireworks. They end with something big as a way of saying, "Here you go, uh-huh. get out." <laughs> you know, and I just and I feel like uh, I mean, think about like even. Even the schedule they have, the TV schedule, those are very popular shows. But, like, imagine if they flip-flopped it and the very last thing was Breaking Bad talking about the final season. Yeah. You know what I mean? It guarantees that they're going to have a lot more people there at the end, and not maybe yeah, they I don't, don't even, want
1: that. I, I, I don't even know if that's true because, uh, uh, again, obviously Comic-Con has expanded beyond its, like, um, uh, initial definition. But Breaking Bad is as popular as a show as it is among the cognoscenti. Um, it's still not quite a Comic Con show. It's it's a little weird. Um, I guess. I, hmm. But same with Sons of Anarchy. You know, it just it,
0: if they're okay. How about this? Let it's me not put, Supernatural like, or Doctor like, Who.
1: Obviously. How about Community? Even Community has a lot of nerd cred because they do it like does. Doctor and, Who type stuff. And, and if
0: they were to do, let's say the last thing was Community.
1: Yes and going into it will probably be its final season. Maybe. <laughs> Although we, you know, people have been saying that's But it's the one. return
0: of Dan Harmon. Yeah. And that's a huge deal and now here he is triumphant return the very last thing of Comic-Con. There you go. It's it feels like at least then it's like okay, we ended with something big. I'm glad I stayed here all day. Whereas and again, that is a good lineup for Hall H. I, you know, I'd be interested to see what they have for some of the some of the smaller rooms, but uh But yeah, just something that keeps people there as opposed to people just slowly but surely. It's just like this slow fade away. Yeah, it's probably better for traffic though. I'm sure it is. Maybe that's why they do
1: it. I take the train home. uh, I have for the past couple of years. When I have driven home, it doesn't matter what time you leave San Diego on Sunday, it's going to take you a while to get back to Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, you left like in the middle of the night last year, didn't you? Or was that
0: uh your previous time no last year uh jen actually came down and we hung out a couple more days in san diego went to the zoo and all that's that. Fun. that's fine that's but, fine yeah but the first year yes i left in the in the middle of the night because that's the best time to go anywhere ever yeah yeah so
1: um and i have i think my first comic-con i left um saturday like not in the middle of the night but just like went to panels or whatever went to dinner and then we just no. drove back well that was in that was in two thousand six. That was my first Comic Con, it was two thousand six. Uh, I know there are plenty of people listening who've been going much longer than that, but uh still, this is my eighth one.
0: I know. This is very exciting. All right. Um and I so obviously we will uh remind everyone, so Thursday, eight PM, free drinks to a point. Uh just yeah, show up at eight. Show up at eight. Between eight and nine you're fine.
1: Yeah. You'll and uh, okay, if last year is an indication you'll be fine anytime between eight and ten to get free drinks. Yeah. But uh just know, you know, don't don't uh don't dilly-dally.
0: And some of us might and we might still we might hang out past 10, but after that point there's definitely no free drinks. Yes. Um and the food you have to pay for. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't drink, but I do eat chicken strips and fries. I think I actually did get a free coke. Good for me. But, but you um, know,
1: I actually last year cuz a bunch of people showed up, I paid for my beer so it wouldn't go toward the uh the total.
0: Look at you. Yeah. Good Look guy. at you! Good guy, looking
1: out for the listeners.
0: Absolutely. Okay, premium episode now available. Don't you want to reward that kind of behavior? Yeah,
1: do you know how much? Like for the two beers that I maybe three that I bought and drank at Dublin Square that night. Do you know how many times you could times over you could buy our
0: premium episode? Fifteen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, three
1: beers, maybe. Yeah. I don't drink um,
0: alcohol, but I know it's uh, more expensive than a soft drink. Usually, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so, uh, so come and see that. And now that we've given you our general schedule, uh, you and I are not going to a lot of the same things uh, on Thursday, certainly. No, yeah. And uh, I get lonely. So if you see us, come up and say <laughs> hello. And, uh, and I'll be like, hey, all right. that'll that... My first Comic-Con, I've told this story before. My first Comic-Con, uh, I was there with Jen. I don't know how we both got badges. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the resale, we both got badges. But uh anyway so uh so Jen was uh, using the restroom and I was just sitting against a wall waiting looking at my phone and uh and it, at what at which point a uh, a woman came up and asked me what time it was and I gave her the time everything's fine mm-hmm. and then you and I mentioned on the next episode that like and I said eh, nobody came up and talked to me it really bummed me out you know I wanted to believe I was uh, internet f- internet famous low uh-huh. level and uh, and then this person I think tweeted at me and said, "Actually, I came up and I recognized you, and I wanted to say something, but I chickened out, nasty the time instead." Oh, and, uh, don't do that. Well, don't don't chicken out. Yeah, we wanna we wanna Absolutely. talk. Absolutely, um, there is no chicken. Okay, do not listen to the general horseshit that we put out <laughs> week by week that we pay for. Um, like we we pay you to listen to us, basically. Uh, we pay my, for you to listen to us.
1: My two favorite stories of being recognized at Comic-Con, and uh, I haven't been... Re- I've been recognized maybe four times. These mm-hmm. are half the stories that I have. But um, uh, one was... I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but I was uh, walking out of Hall H and I heard someone say, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the other one was in 2009, I was in line for Hall H. All my stories are Hall H related. Uh, with my girlfriend... Um, and Dave Chen, whom I'd never actually met in person at Mm -hmm. this point, I'd only Skyped with him, uh, was in line, uh, you know, sort of where the lines pass, you know, he was in line. So every once in a while we'd like see each other as we're moving, but then the line stopped in such a way that we were like next to each other for a while. Ships passing in the night. Yeah, we were next to each other for a while. Um, and so we started, started talking and he was like. So has anyone recognized you? And uh, it had happened to the point I was like, "Yeah, it, uh, it's happened. Not as you know, not as much as I've liked." Yeah. And he, and and then someone behind me said, "Is that Dave Chen?" <laughs> 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 it, like, the moment I was complaining about not being as famous as Dave Chen, someone uh, proved that I wasn't as famous as Dave Chen. Those are my favorite recognizing stories.
0: Yeah. Sorry that they called you by my name. No, I think that's funny. It's um, the hazards of an audio podcast, David.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um, you can find us at Comic-Con. You can find us at Battleship com, which is, uh, where there are links to this podcast as well as lots of other podcasts, um, in the fleet. Uh, you can read lots of reviews and other such things there. You should read my Pacific Rim review, um... And you can email us at David at Battleship or Tyler at Battleship You can follow us on Twitter, uh, I'm at the pretension. Tyler is at more lessons, which is the official Twitter of his other podcast, More Than One Lesson, which is at MoreThanOneLesson.com. My other podcast is Hey Watch This, which is uh, you can find it at BattleshipPretension.com or at TheKingOfTV.com of or in iTunes. This week, uh, Paul assigned me two shows. I didn't know that was allowed, but I guess. I guess his name's first. Yeah, his name's first. So I watched uh, Marvel's Avengers Assemble, and I watched Beware the Batman. Hmm. And then I made him watch Drunk History, starring hmm. our friend Benny Arthur, among Absolutely. others. Uh, which is very funny. I still haven't watched Beware the Batman, but uh, Drunk History is really good. Um but, yeah, you can hear that on, on Hey, Watch This. Uh, also, um, there won't be an official episode, like I said, for a couple of weeks, but there will be many epi- or mini episodes. I don't know about how many. There will be many, many episodes. There will be a couple. Like, yeah. I don't even... Like, Wednesday and Thursday at yeah. Comic-Con, there might not be anything movie-related for me to see. So, Thursday, we can get your impressions. Yeah. But then Friday and Saturday, I should be... Uh,
0: should be doing podcasts.
1: So, um, And also, I'll, I'll do some write-ups, but don't expect those to be as timely as the podcasts.
0: And since since this will be going up Monday, I'll remind everybody that uh, at morethanonelesson.com on Tuesday, so within a day or two of when this goes up, um, you can find uh, a new episode in which uh, Josh and I talk about this is the end with the companion film The Rapture. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people... Said they wanted to hear what we thought about it, and so you will get to hear that. Uh,
1: The connection between those two films is apparent, and yet those are very different
0: movies. Very different movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so thank you for listening.
0: We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.